You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Run the Riot podcast. And today we've got a special guest. You ever know someone who's just always smiling? They're all smiles all the time. Well, that's today's guest. <laughs> my friend, Paul Contus, is one of those guys who just exudes joy. I want to tell you, I've, I've witnessed it even in the middle of a hundred mile race. The dude is smiling. I love it. Uh, Paul loves to challenge himself with tough races and you'll hear us as we talk about his ultra sign up and all the races are just tough they're they're hard he loves to push his limits he just recently completed the Bigfoot 200 yeah the one that I DNF'd and and due to life circumstances his training was only about 30 miles a week and he got it done I'm impressed uh guys you'll love this podcast be encouraged as we visit with paul and we find out what it is that makes him such a happy guy but before we get started real quick hey listen up i want you especially if you're going to do the arkansas traveler next year you need to sign up for the full moon 25k 50k are now 50 miler out in perryville arkansas it is saturday july 16th and into the 17th it's one of those night races i've done it a couple times and uh one of the new organizers is uh chris baldwin who was one of our guests uh on episode 74 of the run the riot podcast if you haven't heard it you need to check it out uh let's just say uh it's pretty funny and uh the title of it was poots and ladders if you haven't heard it check it out but anyway full moon 25k 50k and now the 50 miler it's a great race it's at night it's hot it's humid it'll challenge you um and listen for the run the riot podcast listeners we got a code you get 10 percent off you go to fullmoon50k.com that's full moon and then the number 50k.com and you put in the code rtr for run the riot rtr 2021 for 10 percent off rtr 2021 for 10% off proceeds from this race as well as all donations will go to arkansas ultra running cross country fund and the logan wilcox memorial fund uh the arkansas ultra running cross country fund helps the the high school cross country teams fund equipment purchases in areas uh with a large concentration of low income students man so we're helping out young people uh to run cross country how cool is that and then the logan wilcox memorial fund benefits the arkansas chapter of the american foundation for suicide prevention together we can help end the stigma and end suicide man great great things to be able to give to you and then go run a great race that's put on by amazing people and uh man great training amazing training we're also brought to you by exoskin great products made in the usa Man, they keep you from chafing. Uh, their shorts don't smell. I love the exo toes. They keep my feet so happy when I'm running. Uh, they have regular socks too. Uh, calf sleeves, arm sleeves, shorts, tight shirts, all the things. Even the new exo underwear liners that go under your shorts to keep you from chafing. If you go to www.exoskin.us and use the code RUNTHERIOT, you get a discount. And every one of their products has a money back guarantee. And lastly, uh, you always hear me talk about the Outlaw Race Series. Listen, I love all those races, and they're 
throughout the year so you can find a, a race and a time. You know, you got to fill in a slot. You need some training miles. Go to www.outlaw100. That's outlaw on the number 100.com and check out the Outlaw Race Series, man. There's the Flat Rock Triple Crown, the Lake McMurtry Run, Flower Moon, Dark and Dirty, Thunderbird, and then the flagship Outlaw 100. It's got the 135, 150 mile all the way down to the 5K. All great trail runs put on by amazing people. Uh, I love every one of these races that I've done. And yes, Jeremy, one day I'm going to get out there and do the Outlaw 100, maybe the 135. I don't know. But <laughs> so check those out. Support our sponsors. And I want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Man, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for partnering with the podcast and helping defray some of the costs of hosting this thing and putting this thing on. Um, just I really appreciate you. Uh, if anybody wants to go follow the links for the podcast and there's a Patreon uh, link on the website, you can check that out if, if you want to partner with the podcast. And uh, also, guys, if you want to help the podcast, I know money's tight. You want to help and you haven't done so, wherever you listen to this podcast, if it's Apple Podcasts or any of the others, um, like the podcast and rate it, you know, and put what you like about the podcast so other people searching for it can find it, you know, uh, when people are searching for ultra running podcasts by a goofy host, or I don't know, whatever, they can find it, all right, so just, just if you do that, man, that would be awesome, and uh, yeah, I think that's it, so uh, yeah, so let's visit with, uh, with my friend, Paul Countess, the happy guy. Today on the Run the Riot podcast, we have a friend of mine and he's in in this place that I don't even know anything about in Oklahoma now. Uh, We'll talk about that in a minute. Paul, welcome to the program. Paul Countess. Oh, thank you so much, David. Thank you for having me on. It's a privilege to talk with you. Now you're in you're in it's it's pronounced Chickasha, right? You got it, man. You nailed it. Good (laughs) job. Because it's spelled like Chickasaw. Chicka chick chicka shawl or <laughs> I've, I've heard a lot of different things from Chickawawa to Town. We are the home of the flight fighting chicks. Oh, really? We really are. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Yes. Oh so. man. Well, well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about because y- y- how long have you been there? I have been here. We moved here in April. Okay, so so it's new. So we we got a lot of ground to cover until yeah. we get you. To Chickasha. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Yes, yep. So, so real quick, um, uh, Paul and I, for those of you listening, I met, I met Paul at some just, just different races around here. I think we probably met online first, like, uh, through. So. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, you know, just seeing you at races and I, and I'm just going to tell you, uh, if you see Paul at a race in a hundred mile, every time I've seen him and sometimes is at the end of it or like the middle of it, when it's tough, that dude is always smiling, dude. And I just, I just want to commend you for that. You're always smiling, Paul. Oh man. <laughs> sometimes, you know, there's nothing left to do, you know, when you're at the end of yourself, you, you, you want to smile. You know, it's like, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta lie. lie yeah, to myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause I, and, and you know, people that listen to the podcast, I say that all the time. And I tell my, the runners, I coach, when you you know when you're feeling bad i don't care if you buy yourself in the woods just put a smile on your face you get to the aid station make yourself smile because you know even though you don't feel it 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 helps <laughs> it really does it yeah. really does and um, it's contagious i find yes. with other runners it, it it is and i want to tell you every time and we'll get to that to the uh, kathy's race 
down the road. But yeah. every time I saw you, man, that was an encouragement to me. And so I appreciate that. <laughs> Oh, thank you, David. That's awesome. So, so let's start because we got, like I said, we got some ground to cover. Let's let's let everybody know who Paul is. So, I saw, and I didn't realize this. You're originally from California, right? That's correct. I born and raised, started college out there, and uh, then was drawn just because of the price of college in California. I was drawn to Oklahoma. Okay. Where- you know, your education can go a whole lot further here, you know, with, with, with the, with, uh, the bucks. So we just, I decided I don't want to be poor forever. <laughs> yeah. So, and you, you were from, uh, I had to look up where, where Norwalk, Norwalk, California. That's correct. My parents still live there. Okay. And that's a suburb of LA, right? That's correct. Yes. It oh. was a concrete jungle and, um, I escaped. Oh man. And, well, pra- uh, praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> So my my son my son lives out there near there in um uh Oceanside. He's in Oceanside. Yeah. Oh, beautiful area. Yeah, beautiful area. Uh if in and if you can afford to live out there, man. It's yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> um, exactly right. Oh man. So yeah, so moved, so moved to Shawnee, found the the wife of tw- now 22 years, and I couldn't move back. I, I became an Okie really quick. That's and, awesome. Uh, and so there it was, OBU started pastoring along with uh, being a respiratory therapist. That's my full-time gig. Okay. Uh, until a few months ago, that is. Okay. And, uh, and so, yeah, stayed in Oklahoma and uh, actually landed in running. I'd ran cross country in uh, the Norwalk Lamarada School District out there. But, you know, in college, I stopped running. But right after marriage, I started having blood pressure issues. Oh, and went on some meds and I looked at my wife, Angela, and I said, I've got to do something. So I went back to what I knew and just started running. Nice. Nice. So, so I, I and I didn't, I guess I didn't realize that maybe you told me before that you do your rest. So you got your degree in, in, I don't know. Respiratory, what, yeah. Respiratory therapy technology. Okay. And, um, got through that program. And then before you know it, um, I, I end up working with babies. So I was at St. John, worked oh, in the NICU there. So yeah. high risk deliveries, going on transports, being a part of, um, of families when they're very fragile early on. And so I did that. I've done that for 22 years, roughly, wow. now, uh, since moving here. Now I'm yeah. working on the other side of it. Um, patients were trying to wean off ventilators um, who are elderly. So it looks very different now from five months ago. But- <laughs> No kids kidding. Are my passion. I love kids, and uh, we have four adopted by God's grace kids. Oh man, twenty, and our youngest is in second grade. He's an audacious eight year old. Oh man, so you 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 kind of like me. I it's different method, but I've got them spanning. I've got a twenty, uh, and you and I are the same age too. We graduated in ninety two. I didn't realize that either. I oh, knew we were wow. close. We're the same yes. age. I've got a twenty nine year old, and then now I've got a, a nine year old here. So it's like. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. It uh, is. So, yeah. so did you, you met your wife? Uh, tell me, tell me how you met your wife. I met her at Oklahoma Baptist university. Okay. Uh, we set each other up on a lot of dates of different people. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. So y'all are friends. We were, we were great friends introduced by friends and none of those seemed to work out well. And then before you know it, I, I looked at her and I'm like, Oh, I don't know. She's such a great friend. He had to mess it up. I yeah. date. <laughs> Um, but it here we are 22 years later god has been so faithful she is 
just a blessing to me and has been every step of the way. God knows exactly oh, what he's doing when he put us together. That That's pretty funny. Like setting each other up and like, why don't we just date each other instead? It's, it's not <laughs> <working>. <laughs> yep. Oh and man. The rest is history. No, but it's, it's cool when you're, when you're friends at first, because I mean, let's face it when you uh, in marriage, man, you're, like my wife, my wife's my best friend, you know? Right. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's absolutely true. You have to depend on each other. There has to be that trust. You have to have that base that you go back to. And yeah. um, man, what a blessing it is to, to find that person that is just going to stick with you through the thick and thin. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, that's great. That's, that's so cool. That's cool. And uh, so before we get in, into, into more of the running uh, you said you, you've adopted, you adopted four kids. And so that's, was that, is that by choice? Is that. Oh man. Yeah. It, that's a lengthy story in itself, but yes, we attempted uh, for several years. We were, you know, through Oklahoma city area, um, they have a, a pregnancy challenge center, you know, reproductive center. We went through there and they, after just uh, four years, they said, yeah, you're not compatible, which really messed with both of us. That's what they're, that's what they told us. That was a diagnosis. And I said, that's messed up. You don't tell a couple that they're not compatible. That's an interesting uh, way to put it. How does that, I don't, yeah, I've never heard that of that, you know, how to, yeah. It broke us. We walked out into our car and, um, we're, of course, emotionally just, you know, we were just downcast and we turned on the car and there there was a, um, I don't know if you've, many of your listeners may not have heard them focus on the family and they're talking mm-hmm. about how there's so many babies that were being aborted and we were just broke down crying because we mm-hmm. couldn't even have a kid, you know? Yeah. And, and so we began praying in that moment that somehow we could have a child. Um, yeah. And we prayed for a long time, David. And know what I learned? When you pray, your prayers don't die because our plan was two kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was amazing. Um, it just opened up my oldest son, 20 year old. We were, uh, I was called by my sister. My parents were, were um, somewhat raising my son and they called and, and they were talking with us. And my sister asked if we'd be willing to adopt him. And so we adopted wow. my nephew. He came, became my son and oh. our son, and it was beautiful. The other three, they have the same biological mom, and they were born a year and a half apart. Oh, wow. And, uh, so we got the cold call, man. It was just <laughs> like, whoa, God, what are you up to? <laughs> That's so awesome. It exploded. Three kids under three. and Like right, like right, right away, all three? All three, yep. Our youngest oh, wow. and then my daughter, the second child they actually share the same birthday i mean it's like good night (laughs) (laughs) that's that's wild boy that's that'll that'll change your um i don't know change your living situation real quick oh absolutely that's right from one to three have mercy yes so all they know is me running i've been running in strollers to get give the mom a break and yeah give angela a little bit of time to breathe and And so all they know is running. Thank oh, thank goodness. No, that's, that's cool, man. That's cool. So, all right. So that's, I love, I love that story. That's, that's great, man. And that's, um, I don't know, man, that's, that's, it's cool how God just, uh, you know, opens, open that door and now you're blessed with, you know, have from no kids to now you've got four and, right. uh, 
they're yours, man, you know, to, to oh, raise yeah. and to pour into and to make productive members of society. And <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a gift. It is an incredible thing to see kids grow and just flourish when you, all you did was provide some meals and some love and care, <laughs> which is something that, you know, today you look around and you're like, man, there's a lot of kids that don't have that. Yeah. 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 Man. So, cool. so, so, so they know they're running. So you started, you, you got back to running. Uh, how, how long, when you got back to running, how long ago was that? And what kind of, were you just like, uh, did you start doing some five K's, 10 K's marathons and stuff like that? Or. Right. And I did, I, I, opposed to you, I didn't just jump right in. I was very <laughs> slow. <laughs> so we were very like two years and, and I started just doing, I went, got my car. This is before GPS or fancy phones. And I, I knew from my house what a half mile was. So I went a half mile out to that block and half mile back. And I remember how tough that was to do a mile round. That's how it started. And I did five K's and started building up Oklahoma city, the red bud, um, 5k was my first 5k did a lot of the 5ks and then i thought a 10k might be out of my my reach and I mean, <laughs> yeah nichols that's funny hill, now <laughs> yeah nichols hills you know it's kind of hilly out there right yeah but, uh, yeah but that was an, an exciting time when i was able to see oh maybe a 10k is doable yeah and then when i saw that it was doable it, it absolutely blew my mind that, that I could go six miles and it was just a slow, steady progression. Yeah. How, um, how old, how old were you? How long ago was that, that you were doing those? So that was like at 28, I was 28 okay. when I started five K's. Okay. And, um, I I've always been just that middle of the packer, even in a five K not the ultra fast, but I, I wasn't, you know, last as yeah. well, but just middle of the pack when to get it done and, and have that, sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me about when you decided to first to sign up for your first marathon, when you first like clicked and said, man, I think I want to do a marathon. Tell, tell me about that. Yes. So I I'd, I'd run the half in Oklahoma city and boy, if, if your listeners haven't ran the Oklahoma city Memorial it is a sobering start. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. Man, it was incredible. So um, I wanted to sign up and I wish that it would have been my first marathon, but I, there was a lot of fear and intrepidation because that's a big jump from a half to a full because yeah. Yeah. it's still so fast. And so Kansas city, um, they had a marathon. It's, it's, I think it's every year in November. That was my first marathon. You know, it's the city of um, fountains. Huh. So Kansas city, Missouri was my first full marathon hilly, very hilly. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really nice course, but, you know, it's cold and I did pretty well. Um, but man, thinking about how does this look? I'm telling you, I was scared. Yeah, and I think I was so scared that my wife was scared with me. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I, I got to the 20 miles, even in training runs. And I remember thinking six more. Six more. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, these little kids going around, I couldn't go do the full, you know, the full you know, 22 or 23 miles. Yeah. I, I initially, I thought I got to do a full 26 to know I can do it, which now I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was scared. I was scared. And so I started very conservative. Yeah. Of course, just like any race, you know, you, you learn that, man, it's really tough um, on the recovery side, especially if you're a novice and you don't know how to recover. Yeah. Cause I remember just sitting after that and I paid for it. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. You got to move. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have to move. And so I try to spread that knowledge now, like, Oh, don't stop. Have, have an active recovery time yes, and, yes. Feet and hydrate. So yeah, if that, if that gives you an idea, I was so scared that I was, I entered it very humbly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, good though. It's good. To, it's good when you jump up a distance to respect it, no matter what it is, you know? Yeah. It's, that's, it's wise. It's wise to respect yeah. the distance, you know, cause you, you don't respect it. And well, yeah. Pride comes before a fall, you know, it does. that's right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's a great, that's a great marathon. But then, um, you know, as you get older, you start talking, I know you've talked in previous episodes about the shoes. You need a little more, a little yeah, cushion yeah. in there. Yeah. And, uh, and I've kind of, you know, I'm 47 now. So I've kind of found, yeah, I need a little more cushion too. And so, and I don't run that fast, you know, like in marathons, it's hard for me to, you know, I see your training runs. I'm like, wow, man, you boy. But, uh, it's hard for me to, to do that. Yeah. Um, and so ultra marathons is kind of where I began going. Cause I'm like, those people are going slower. <laughs> you have to, you have to go slower. <laughs> so, so, so how many marathons did you do before you decided to, to, to up, up the ante and, and do ultras? Oh, it was like seven or eight. Okay. It was like seven or eight marathons. Um, I did um, like the Los Angeles marathon. Okay. Um, there was a, there was a marathon up. It starts up in uh, the, the top Northeast Oklahoma and it goes up through, it ends up in, um, well, you go through three States, Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, Oklahoma, Kansas ends up in Joplin. I don't even oh. know. It was like the mother road marathon. Oh, wow. Okay. I never had heard did of that. that. Um, and so I did, of course, Oklahoma city. I did yeah. Kansas city marathon many times. Yeah. Nice. Um, and so I just started kind of getting my feet wet and thinking, okay, maybe I could do more. Yeah. But it was very reluctant that I jumped into a 50 K it was yeah. like, oh, it's a few miles more. It's not, you went from half marathon to a full, you might as well jump in. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. So, so, uh, what was your favorite marathon that you did? It would have to be, even though it was, <laughs> if you look at my times, you know, it, it's, I, I killed myself. It starts in Dodger <laughs> stadium and it, and it ends up at the beach in Santa Monica pier. Okay. And so it's a big downhill, um, in the Los Angeles marathon from Dodger and boy, I just bombed downhill and I killed myself. My, my say, yeah. You trashed them. <laughs> I trashed them. I trashed them. So that would have been my favorite. Okay. Um, outside of Oklahoma city, Oklahoma city, there is nothing like Oklahoma city. It's a huge marathon now. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It, it may, it may have to be a little more challenging to get into it, but yeah, it's uh just for the, for the people listening, uh, it's, it's the Oklahoma city Memorial and it, you know, commemorates the, 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 the bombing and the people that died. And, and I, the first year I did it, I, I ended up, we showed up late. Uh, and so I didn't realize that what the, what they do at the start. And so when I went run it again and they have the moment of uh, how long is it of silence? Um, oh, it's like a second for every person that lost their life. Yeah. So it's like a couple, couple minutes at least. It and and it, it's just so quiet and it's really, you, you feel the weight and it's heavy and it's, but it's, 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 it's awesome. It's awesome. Right. And <laughs> yeah. all the funds that go to that go to the museum and to of the upkeeping of, of that remembrance site. Yeah. So very special. 
Yeah, it's it's a great marathon for like like you said for for anybody that and if you uh, when you go to run it too you you with your bib you can get it get into the museum for free and 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 you know see all see everything there so it's it's a good one it's a really good one yeah <laughs> um so uh so when did you okay when did you sign up and what was your first 50k so you had this 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 thing going on you're like ah, i think i can go further which is weird like we run these races and then you're like there's always i think i could have went further and so what was your first one? And so it was, um, I don't think they hold it anymore, but it's outside of Las Vegas. It was a back country 50 K. Okay. And it starts in a, um, the, a nature preserve. It has a lot of protected flower species. Um, but it's outside it's, it's an out and back course. Okay. And so when you get all the way out to the turnaround, you can actually see the skyline in the distance of Las Vegas. Oh, wow. And I'd never been to Las Vegas before. And I thought, you know, this might be a fun one. My parents live in Los Angeles and my brother lives in sister-in-law. Maybe we can meet, Yeah, you know? And so we did, we met up and they, they saw me off and then they saw me at the finish. And, and I, 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 I took off a little bit fast on that, but, but I, I managed, I felt like I did pretty good on that. Yeah. So, um, so it was a great experience out. It was a, just a dusty dirt in the desert. Course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And out and back. And uh, after that, we, you know, we went and went out to a great dinner. I did some active walking in a pool. Now you learned, yeah. Learned your, recovery, learned, learned, learned your lesson. Yeah. Yeah. I did. And it was just a really special time to have that accomplishment in front of, you know, my parents and my brother, just to have the family, Angela was there. It was just a really special time jumping to that distance. And it was easy. It didn't feel like a stretch. That's good. Yeah. That's good. When you can get, get, go into a a jump like that and and feel like, all right, all right. And so you felt like there was still some more there, right? Right. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm thinking, okay, what's next? (laughs) Yeah. What was next? (laughs) (laughs) Cause I see what's on your ultra sign up, but is that, was that your next one in in Ottawa? Yes. Ottawa. Yeah. So you you didn't waste time with any other 50 K's. You're like, I'm just going to do 50 miles. That's exactly right. (laughs) We're going to go right to 50 and boy, that's a great race. Um, That whole series. It's, it seems like a great race series, fantastic people putting it on. Yeah. You you never know what kind of weather is going to come through because there's been some years. Yes. Not the year I did it, but you know, snow and it's flat and be dangerous, but it, it, but it was a great course for me. Yeah. Prairie spirit, Prairie spirit, 50 miler. Now I'm trying to remember I ran, I think I ran in 2017. I think I ran, there's the fall extravaganza, but, uh, so I think I ran the hundred in that. And then I, cause I did Prairie spirit, but it was the next year. So, and, okay. and, and I'm like you, it, you just, the weather, like I had, I've run that course twice and I've had before my, my, um, the hose on my bladder froze, kept freezing up. So I had to tuck it into my, into my vest. So my body heat would keep it defrosted right. and stuff. It was nuts. Yeah. It is. Oh it man. Is. But they, yeah, that was a great race. And I, and I remember thinking when I finished that evening, I said, this is one day. And, and then the next morning I woke up refreshed. Yeah. And I saw some of the people there that had run the hundred. Yeah. 
And I mean, they were like DNF'd or they were trashed, oh, you know, man. legs or yeah. I'm like, I don't know that I could do it. <laughs> I got to so, do what I just did twice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was so happy about the 50 mile distance. Yeah. Because it's like, man, you didn't lose any sleep over it. And it's yeah. the perfect way to see how, how do I do on a longer distance without being out overnight. Yeah. And that, and like you said, it's a great course. It's well supported. It's an out and back. So crew can get, you know, to aid stations, it's crushed limestone. So it's really easy on the, on the joints and everything. And, uh, um, yeah, if you catch the weather, right, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So you, yeah. So you got out there and did it, man. And, uh, so, so you, you felt like, Hey, <laughs> There's more I, I go further, but there, there was a little delay there. There was like that summer of thinking, Oh, do I really, you know, can I push further? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I got to hearing, you know, you hang around Kathy Bratton. Oh man. She'll people. ruin you. She ruined so many yeah. people. <laughs> She's awesome. <laughs> she is awesome. And I, you walk into runner's world and you're like, look at all these buckles. I mean, it's inspiring. Yeah. She's done like, 40 something hundreds by now. It's more than it's probably, it's probably closer to 50 now. Uh, But yeah, she's, she's something. Yep. And so, you know, I started going there just because it was, they're so friendly and they they always had the shoes that I needed and always had some good advice for me. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And so I just, I'm like, you know what, that pumpkin hauler is close. So if I get injured, you know, maybe yeah. Angelo would be still be able to drive me home if it's not too bad of an injury. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so you, you go to Verner's World and they keep handing you the Kool-Aid. Here's, yeah. some more Kool- here's the Kool-Aid. Here's the Kool-Aid. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, just a plug because uh, they've sponsored the podcast at uh, Runner's World. If you're anywhere in the area, check them out. You know, uh, you can go to their website and they put on races too. So check out Runner's World. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You're yeah. absolutely right. So pumpkin holler. I, I love that race. That's that was my yeah. first Oklahoma uh, uh, ultra. I did the 50 K. Uh, this was years ago. And I, I was like, man, this is it always seems to be pretty. Well, I know some years it's not. But when I've done it, always pretty good weather and just beautiful. Oh, man. Yeah. So you signed the up. I The year that I did it, it was not. It was not okay. beautiful. <laughs> it was not that year. Okay. No. <laughs> That's great. Was that the year? Was that the year that um, uh, J- uh, Jaywalk uh, uh, won it? Yes. Justin Walker? So. Okay. Because yeah. I heard about that one. It was like storming. It was in and... 17, 2017. Okay. I'd have to look on the, uh, but I uh, I know he, he won it in a stormy, crazy year, but yeah. Oh, yes. It yeah. was. So, okay. So you signed up and, and, and you, you've trained for a 50 miler and now you've got to train for a hundred miler. You're getting good advice from Kathy. Tell me right. before we even start the race, what, what did you do different and how did you train for it? Like, what did you peak your miles at? what did you do? Yeah. So I was doing probably closer to 45, 50 miles a week. Okay. And so it, it took, I did more mileage, but I just took it easy. And I, I didn't, I didn't do, I remember for that one express, I didn't do any speed work at all initially. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and there's a lot of ways that I know I still need to improve as a runner. I still need to be more lifting more weight, I, you know, listening to a lot of your podcasts, there's great stuff um, that your guests employ and I need to be lifting more weight. I know I need to, I need to be yeah. doing more speed and I, I don't, 
Yeah. Because I don't like it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> have to be disciplined. Yeah, there you go. Discipline, buddy. <laughs> it's tough, man. You got kids at home too, man. And you got to keep the balance too. You hear that too. You got to balance it. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. And so I just up to my mileage. Um, and But I did it easy because I, I even to this day, I've, I haven't had any injury because I probably haven't pushed myself. I haven't redlined myself. Yeah. Um, and so I've, I just went longer, but not yeah. much harder. Okay. But I don't know if that's, if that's a, the best recipe, but, but it seems to have worked so far for me. Yeah. Well, and, and you're, you're, you're getting it done. And so like, uh, what do you think your, what was your max mileage week for, for pumpkin holler? Oh, it's definitely like 50 would have been the top. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, is and a lot of people listening, they they do a lot higher mileage, you know. And there are some people who fifty, they find their sweet spot, and some people are just really good at that, you know. Yeah. Um, so, um, so you're okay. We're gonna pause for the running just a little bit because yeah. because I wanna uh, I wanna talk a little bit. You're because you're a busy guy. You you respiratory therapist. You got four kids at home, but you're also, we haven't talked about yet. What's, what's your, 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 uh, I guess your, your passion work. I guess you like both of them, but you know, yes, absolutely. Well, my, my passion is, is knowing Jesus, you know, my faith in him, he rescued me. Um, and, and a lot of people probably have a lot of different ideas when it comes to faith and how how that might relate to Jesus. But now, I was raised in a Christian home, but but I knew intuitively, even at nine years old, that, man, I choose to make some really foolish decisions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and it landed me, you know, in, in some mild trouble, not just disobedience with parents, but even growing up, bad, bad head, you know, thinking, not not using my eyes, you know, to um, to benefit others and be looking for ways to be a blessing to others. But to please self. And, and thankfully before I became like a full-fledged adult at 18, um, I I give the credit, you know, to Jesus, my parents raised me to love him because he loved me first. That's awesome. And so, and, and that has proved to be a true steady stream throughout my whole life. Mm. Um, because he rescued me. That's the whole reason Jesus was sent. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's nothing special about me other than, my realization that I can't do what I was created to do without him. Mm. And so, and so children, um, and that's why, you know, it probably just, it wrecked my wife and I, because we couldn't have kids of our own. And, and at the time I was just a volunteer children's minister. We joined our church um, and they didn't really have, they had some things going for kids, but you know, our pastor said, Paul, you really seem to really enjoy these, you know, being with kids and we trust you and you have a great background. Um, would you like to be a part of it and lead it? I'm like, sure. That's great. <laughs> I don't have any kids of my own though. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I was one once. <laughs> yeah, I was one once. Yes. <laughs> and so um, being a children's minister, really um, it's a thrill to me. And so for eight years, um, I served as children's minister, actually here in Chickasha. Um, but after adopting our fourth kid, three under three, right, it became unmanageable to have, you know, spending so much time. It was almost like a full-time job and working as a respiratory therapist, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night shift. Yeah. 
And then there was one Sunday that Angela, I saw her coming to church and she just looked exasperated. I'm like, this is not the way that it's supposed to be for her. And I can't fulfill this. So I had to resign and we moved to uh, Claremore because we need to be closer to family. Yeah. Because her mom was burning up the turnpike coming down. The <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It was kind of like this. Oh, I know she's my mother-in-law. These are grandkids. But man, she is uh, spending a lot of time and gas uh, yeah. to help us down here. And so we moved to Tulsa and uh, found found a place of faith um, there in Pryor. And um, just they loved us. They cared for us. And now that the kids... You know, it kind of brings it up to the, where we're where we're at in April. You know, I was I was a happy man. I was a content man living in Claremore, running Turkey Mountain, <laughs> yes. the gym, um, you know, working, helping families, helping those precious babies that are born early go home with those parents. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not a more rewarding thing than to see God do miracles like that. Of what happens, yeah, you know, St. Francis, but I was there at St. John and just, uh, it's just an incredible thing to be a part of a team when you see kids go home with their parents when every part, other parts of the world that just doesn't happen, David. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it, it tears me up just thinking about, you know, what happens in those neonates' lives and the stories yeah. that their parents can tell on them even before their term. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but I've always been in children's ministry in the background. I was a volunteer at our church. Um, and that, and when our current pastor, Steve, when he, he called me up and he said, I have a big ask, yeah. you consider coming back. You know, we, we need help, you know, and yeah. we want you to join us. And you know, it's like leaving one life and going back to another. And so running, you know, leading up to this Bigfoot race, you know, I was running, still running about 50 miles a week, coming back to Chickasha. I'm, the most I can get in now is 30. I mean, it wow. just, yeah. And so it, it's a, it's a full scope, the, the plight of children in our mm-hmm. world. Um, if they, people were asking me, is it getting better? Well, in some ways, but the yeah. plight of children, it, it's getting more tough. Yeah. Use and, and seeing, a lot of this stuff, add COVID to the whole mix and yeah. it's a tough deal. So, so here I am. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. So just in the yeah. midst of it, but I wouldn't choose to be anywhere else because yeah. there's such a team of people here. Yeah. It's Bible Baptist church. If you're ever in the area, we'd love to have you. Yeah. Uh, love to. Yeah. And uh, we were committed to children and helping people um, who have found themselves either in trouble with the law or in trouble with themselves. Uh, yeah. We have a substance abuse partnership that I'm actually going to here in about an hour and nice. uh, we help people get some life skills. So that's my passion is to help people get out of, you know, the mess that they're in and show them that there's hope. That's, that's, that's amazing, man. And that's, um, you know, um, you talk about kids, I, you know, and I know it's an ultra running podcast, but, but kids today are exposed to so much that, that, that even myself, you know, we're, you know, you and I are both same age and uh, they know things that, at a young age that I, I, I didn't know till I was much, much older and to be exposed to so many things so young, that's tough. And right. so, so I, you know, I commend you, man. And, and it's, it's, it's uh, it's good work. It's not easy work, but it's good work, you know? So, and there was actually a young man, his name is Nicholas. He's 10. He was, uh, there's a nurse I worked with. Um, he was born with uh, venous lymphatic malformation, which means that he has these huge cysts 
on the inside of his legs and he can't walk or run comfortably. And I, so I ran the Bigfoot for him, started to GoFundMe account. And uh, so that was my big push in Bigfoot uh, is, you know, he can't get around uh, yeah. he can't do those kind of races. And so it's all about kids in, in so my cool. world. That's so cool. That's so awesome. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, and I definitely want to, uh, I want to talk because I, well, you and I haven't had a chance to visit since Bigfoot. I want to talk a little, just real quick about some of your other races, but I yes. want to, uh, and, and stop. I know you said you have other stuff, but we got Hopefully we've got a little more time. Cause I, <laughs> oh, yeah, we, do. we do David. We okay. Do. Okay. Good, good. So, yeah. uh, because I definitely want, we, I need to hear about your experience. Cause ours were maybe some of the same, but it was, you finished and I didn't. So I want to hear yeah. what you did, man. I want to hear how you got through. So, uh, and, and I see, I'm looking through your races. I see a lot of that. We've done a lot of the same, uh, you know, races around the Tulsa area. I see post Oak, you know, yep. you went out there and I, I did the 50 K there before. Um, and, great race the, and they oh, yes. you got to go up the, the hill from hell but it's yeah. a bunch of times it's, <laughs> yep. it's, not, it's not fun but whatever it's yep. um and you've got a race at your next hundred okay you you did pumpkin holler we, we talked about your training up to it how yes. was how was uh how was your first hundred oh it was horrible it was, okay because pumpkin holler i tell people it's a good race for your first because the aid stations are close it's it's a triple loop and yes. It's it's you can't get lost. I mean, I guess you could, but it's hard to get lost. Great right. support, yes. gravel roads, and it's not too thick of gravel. So right. what what could go wrong, Paul? All right. <laughs> well, the race itself wasn't <laughs> bad, but it was my first hundred. I overstuffed like all the drop bag stuff. I mean, oh my word, it was it was embarrassing how much stuff I tried to put into the into the drop bag. <laughs> he's got a whole outfit at every drop bag. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, but you know, it, it, the race was great, but boy, I, I realized hallucinations are real in that race. <laughs> oh man, it messed me up. And, yeah, so, uh, what were, so what were you seeing, man? It was the middle of the night and it, the storm just was unrelenting. And I had my headlamp on and then I had a handheld. Okay. And I remember going up one of the, those few hills and there was so much water coming off of down that hill that I imagined that I was walking up the log plume on at Knott's Berry Farm. I was walking <laughs> up with all this and I am thinking I'm in a race. I am not like on a log jam, you know, right. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it, it, it was very bizarre. You know, yeah. Twigs looked like people, like limbs. Uh, it was a very... I thought, I don't know about all this stuff. <laughs> That's it's hard to explain. It's hard to describe people to like, like what's happening. It's like, you're falling asleep while you're, you're sleeping awake. And so you're like in this half dream thing and things yes. start translating differently. And so, it did. yeah, right. but the race did good. I was toward the, you know, very much back of the Packer. Um, and, you know, I finished and I remember I sat down on a rock at the finish line and, and my son, my old, he was like 16 at the time. I went to get up and I'm like, I don't know if I can get up to make it to the car. Help. <laughs> and, and so my father-in-law and my son helped me to the car. And then I remember getting home, making the drive from Tahlequah to Claremore. And I was I fully weight dependent on my son to get in the house. I am like, this is horrible. <laughs> it's, 
It took like a week to feel like I was any sense of normal. Yeah, man, it's tough. I, my brother has a video of me after my first hundred walking. And, and so he's, he's, he's recording me and he's teasing. He's saying, so you want to run a hundred miles? This is what you get, you know, oh, and I'm, right. just, I'm just, you know, stiff oh, and yeah. Frankenstein and across. The- <laughs> it's real. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if that's everyone's experience, but that was my experience. Hey, on your first one, I like to ask this because I didn't realize this on my first hundred miler, my feet afterwards, after they, they swole up after. Yes. And, yeah. Okay. So yeah. And it was weird. They like, looked like those cabbage patch styles feet. They were oh, nasty. Yes. Yeah. I, I was like, but it, it didn't do, it hasn't done it since. Has yours done it since? Um, Bigfoot, they did. Okay. Okay. But, but the hundreds, crazy. your hundreds after that, you didn't. Okay. No, it's weird. No, and it's, that's my friend Edie in Louisiana who, who had run some, she said, she said that happens on your first. And uh, so it's, I, I don't know. I'm kind of, I like to ask that because, right. and it didn't do it after. So your body's like, oh, we're doing this again. I guess we won't swell this time. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was, it, it almost to the point it hurt. It's like, there was nowhere for that fluid. That fluid was not going to come out. What, terrible. You know, <laughs> yeah. yes. what did I do to myself? <laughs> yeah. It's not just muscle and skeletal. It's the whole lymphatic system trying to, how do you get rid of all this yeah, so yeah, learning yeah. curve? Yeah. No kidding, man. So, but you got it done. And, and there's, yeah. there's something about when you get that first buckle, I mean, Oh man. Yeah. It was magical. Stormy was there. He saw me. Oh, nice. He was, I mean, it was just, it was, man, sunshine and rainbows, man. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> hey, which buckle did you get? Because they changed it. Uh, I got the, they, they changed it. Uh, there was the one with the bridge on it. And, yes. uh Oh, yes. Uh, that's okay. You see, I didn't get that one. I got the new one, which which the yeah. yeah, that's a beautiful buckle. I have to put it. I'll put a picture oh, of it yeah. so everybody can see it. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to. I'd be happy to do it. But yeah, that's it's a beautiful buckle. I'm really proud of that one. Yeah, nice, nice. So, all right. So you got it. You did it, and you 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 couldn't get around, but. Yeah, it wasn't a one and done, Paul. No, you, it was. You, <laughs> you decided that that uh, almost almost not even not quite a year after that, you 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 were you were doing another hundred miler, and you did some other stuff in between, some post oak right. stuff. So tell me about how long it took you to realize you wanted to sign up for another one. Right. So in October of seventeen is when I did um, that pumpkin hauler. Yeah. And then, um, in 18, uh, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it was February. I decided, you know, I really like to be a marathon maniac. And so the Post oh, Oak yeah. offers that 50K, you know, marathon, 50K um, marathon. And I thought, you know, that that'll be my way to become a marathon maniac. You know, <laughs> and I had no idea it would be a mud fest that year. Um, but it was, it was good. A slippery, slidey mess. I think was it was. I think that's the year I did the fifty k on the Saturday, uh, and it was was it or maybe the it was like rainy and wet and cold. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. That was. It was funny because that was like I think my longest fifty k, and I won it because <laughs> it was just so nasty and and like my feet were I couldn't feel my feet. And I lost the toenail. That's the one of the few, the couple of times I've lost a toenail was from that 50 K. Oh, it man. was, it was miserable. <laughs> it was. Oh, it was. <laughs> I was slipping and sliding, right? With, you, you didn't feel alone because everybody was. Yes. Everybody was suffering. <laughs> Everyone was. That's right. My, my so wife. That was great. My wife was signed up to do one of the other distances. And that morning she's like, oh no, I'm going to go sit in the warm while you go do it. Like she was at the start finish for me and stuff. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not doing it. She's <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, go have fun, David. Yeah, exa- exactly, dummy. And <laughs> <laughs> in the post oak, relax, enjoying the the ambiance and everything That's right. else. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you went, so you did that at, uh, to do the I, marathon maniac. All right. That's yes. cool. And, uh, but yeah, that, I think that was it for that year. I'm, I'm pretty well, no. What's it, September, oh. September, 2018, September. I did the Hawk was a redemption 100 because in July I went to Tahoe rim trail Okay. Okay. And, and I, I DNF'd. Oh, you know what I did? Cause it puts it at the bottom. It's not chronological. Yep. I missed it. Okay. So tell me what, man. And that's a beautiful buckle, man. Oh, that's it. Was it the buckle? Well, Tahoe's beautiful, but that buckle is fine. It is. <laughs> so I what happened? My, oh man. Well, I was, I did my first 50 miles. I did great. It was like seven 30 in the evening. I headed out and then my feet started kind of bothering me. So I doctored them up. Cause I knew you got to stay ahead of it. Was it blisters or, and there was some yeah. blisters, but it wasn't horrible. Yeah. Um, so anyway, got up and, um, continued on as the night drug on, I realized, man, I'm having some major electrolyte issues. I think I've been drinking way too many electrolytes, not enough water because yeah. the elevation, everything. Yeah. And then before you know it, you know, runner's trots. Oh, it was man. just like in the medical community, we call it Dr. Brown's, but you know, it was, it was bad. <laughs> oh man. And I had to drop at mile 83. Oh it, man. It 83. Just killed me. Oh yeah. Yeah. You need to look at, uh, I don't know if you saw the, 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 the little meme I posted of the little girl. It says, I think it says mile 85, eight station. When people say, how's it going? And the little girl just goes, help. Oh, but, but, oh, uh, yes. man, it's, it's so hard when you're, when your stomach goes South, either by, you know, coming out of either, either end and, yes. and that's your nutrients and you just, you, yeah. you, you can't, you can't function if, Oh man. So that, that had to be, so you, you, you set your second hundred miler and you DNF how did, okay. Cause I like, I, I like to be open with people cause I share my, my, my crash and burns and everything. So how did you, how did you handle that? Cause you trained for it. You, you had a successful hundred and then you go and do Tahoe rim and, yeah. and you crash and burn. So, so how did you handle that mentally? Yeah. So it was really tough initially because, you know, my son was pacing me on that last segment. Yeah. And so he's with me and he's seeing me struggle. And so I get to the aid station. It's the aid station that you're in and out of like four times. I can't remember the name of it, but I had to drop. And then I I hadn't explained to my family, which they all were there and they're Uh like, you know, they were concerned about my time. I was more concerned just about the finish, you know, yeah, yeah. the difference between a marathon and an ultra and mentally it just killed me. They were, my family was so good to me. They loved me because we had time after that. They just, you know, for a whole week we were together after that and no one, you know, the, there was no issue there, but mentally for me, it was anguishing because I thought I set out very conservative and, and it didn't work out. I didn't hydrate. And then you start going through, you know, problem solving. How do you correct yeah. this? So it doesn't happen again. And that's where I realized I wasn't drinking enough water. And on that second round, I'd probably been pushing a little too much. Yeah. Um, and so 
you know, it, it didn't affect any of my relationships, but even now, as we talk about it, I'm still like, I want to go back and conquer that thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and it is a beautiful buckle too. <laughs> yeah, it is. A, I, I, I'm, I'm, I plan on doing the Tahoe 200 next year, but, and, and I've done, I've been in that area, but I want to go run that hundred mile just for that. That buckle so beautiful. So I want to, I want to get out yes. there and run that one for that. So. Yes. And that's just a two loop course. So once you're done with that first 50, you know, what's coming and when. Yeah. Yeah. That's and cool. so now I have a, hopefully a little more wisdom behind me and I, I can execute better. Nice. Nice. But yeah. It still eats at me though. Dave. Okay. It's, yeah. I know. I, I understand brother. I understand. I, it's, it's, it, it, yeah. So that's something in there, you know, that when you, you want to go back in, in redemption. <laughs> yes. We all love stories of redemption. Yeah. So, so uh, instead of waiting a whole year, just to try to get into that one again, you signed up for the Hawk hundred, right? How soon did you sign up for the Hawk hundred? Oh, it was like within a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. You're like, I got this fitness. I, I, I'm, I'm, I've got to go do something. <laughs> That's right. And at that point I was thinking, you know, I want to get one of these done in every state. And that's still one of my goals. Oh, wow. That's awesome. A hundred in every state. A hundred in every state is my goal, which it might be slow going getting yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And so that that's my hope is to get back in there and get, get one for Nevada. And nice, uh, nice. I've already got the 50 K there, but I want to get a hundred there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, uh, the Hawk hundred is a race that, um, that's on my list. I met the the director there. In fact, when I was doing the Prairie spirit or the, the those races, I met them, they do the, one of the aid stations there and they are great people, uh, I believe her name is Sherry and some others. Yeah. And, uh, so I really want to go run that race. In fact, they just, just held it. And some, some friends of mine ran it and it, I heard it's a pretty technical course. It can be. Yes, absolutely. There's some of those segments that you're like, wow, we're right along the shoreline of the lake and it's rocky. Yeah. Yeah. You pray that there's not some snakes there. Yeah. 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 And, and it was, I heard it was a hot one this year, but, but you, you got that done. And then, so I'm looking at some of your, your races and Paul. Okay. You, your first one with pumpkin holler. It's a good, it's a good race. Then you did the Hawk hundred. That could be a technical one, but I'm looking, you don't, you haven't signed up for many that you would, I mean, no hundred is easy, but you, you, you did the, you signed up for the run. Love it. After that, I've done that one. That is a, that is a ankle that the tagline for it is ankles of steel and an iron will there. There's a lot of rocks out there, man. So, so are you, are you purposefully going after those? Or are you just like, I am David. Yeah, okay, I, okay. You, I, you 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 like grind you like grinding these races out, huh? I like grinding it. If it's, okay, Micah Bevins, so he he put a post on our, one of our group. He's like, if you're not DNFing, you're not choosing the right races, and he's absolutely he, right. I just saw that. I saw that. I agree. I agree. <laughs> And so, you know, if I'm going to be in there, I want to do a tough race. I don't want to just do some easy, flat, you know, yeah. non-challenging. I need, I need challenge. It's a part of my mental health for sure. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and I mean, I, and I understand that. And I, you know, and I think, uh, I think a lot of people listening will too, because, because you did run, love it and, and you finished it. That's a great, it's a great, it's another great race. We got so many great races and, you know, our, area right. around here great yeah. uh, support and all and then um i see silver heels which right. that's a tough race yeah. <laughs> altitude and the climbing and the whew. yes yeah kathy bratton was so good to me you know she uh because I, I started like 
I know you have an altitude tent there at Renner's World, you know, and boy, howdy, that that tent will give you a run for your money. You see, I never, I, I've never used it, and and I know that I need to, um, I need to take advantage of that the next time I have a mountain race and go do some training out there in their tent. Yeah, they really helped. I mean, because you know, as a respiratory therapist, I'm used to seeing pulse oximeters, and you know, when I was in there just doing an easy walk and your saturation should be greater than 92. They're dropping to 83. And <laughs> cool. if you push yourself, you know, it'll go lower than that. And uh, so it, it will get you um, where you need to be. You'll feel like you're up in the mountains. Oh man, that's crazy. So, yeah. and then, and then I, I see that one, I see the Lone Star hundred. That's another, yeah. I, I, I haven't done that, but I heard that's a, that's a tough race too. Yes. So, yeah. The so, motivation for that one was this, this, that was last February. It was the last running of that one. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. And so yeah. I'm like, I've been wanting to do that. And so it was kind of like a forced. Yeah. Yeah. I got to do it. That's another cool buckle. That's a cool, cool Texas buckle. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. And then you go, not even, uh, you went, you did a hundred, you did children of the cane. Now that's my buddy, Walker Higgins. Who's been on the podcast. I, yeah. him and I have run together. I've run some of his races. He's a good friend, a good guy. And you decided I'm just going to go run this crazy race in Port Allen, Louisiana in the sugar cane fields. And so, and that's pretty flat, but, um, it, yeah. it still can be tough. <laughs> it was cause I'm thinking it's going to be humid. Yeah. Um, and you, you got to deal with a mind game of it. It's, it's a washer style. So you're going out, you know, it's, it's one way and back and one way and back. And so it's a mental little taxing. Yeah. Yeah. Run. So yeah. Your mind in it. And then, and then, uh, I have a lot of friends that have run it too. And they've, you know, they, it's a good race. And then, and then I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing all these tough races. And then I look and I see in 2021, the outlaw 100 people, you hear me advertise for it and you hear yeah. people say it's a tough race and tell me about, is that a tough race? <laughs> it is a tough race, brother. <laughs> now it shows the outlaw 100, but in actuality, I signed up for the 135. Okay. Okay. So you, you're being honest. You didn't have to do that, but you, <laughs> I, I'm being honest. That's right. Yeah. Honesty is always the best policy. Yeah. So you got to hundred and you're like 35 more miles. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It. Just can't. <laughs> yeah. The snowpocalypse, it kind of closed in on me. Yeah. If anybody had, in fact, if you got any pictures from that, that'd be some good ones to, to, to put on the post for the people to see, uh, that okay. that was a it it, it was crazy. They called it the snowpocalypse. It was white. It was and it's already a hard course. And so y'all were frozen out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is true. But uh, it is a great. We we were so supported. Well, Jeremy and Alicia did a great job. Yeah. I, I was feeling the love every minute. Yeah. Um, those portable heaters were working. Over <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to stop and defrost at every aid station to, <laughs> to, to get to the next. Oh man. And, and yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy and Alicia, man, they're, they, they're great. They understand and they take, and I was, I mean, I didn't know if they were going to have the race cause it was so, you know, the snowpocalypse and, uh, but Jeremy's like, yeah, I think, you know, I think we can do it. And, uh, Hey, they yep. did it. And, and those that ran it have a story to tell. <laughs> Oh yes, absolutely. That's right. So just, just to get people 
you know, and this is no, not a reflection uh, on, on you because you got it done, but it took you 36 hours right. to get that hundred mile done. Be, be, it, number one, it's already a hard course. People that have run um, pretty fast hundreds have taken much longer for this race. And then you had snow and ice on top of that. <sighs> yeah. It's Absolutely. Tough. It yeah. was tough, but I plan on going back and trying to do the 135 next year. Okay. That's all I, I, I've got. Yeah. I've got to do that one at one point or Jeremy will kill me if I don't do it one day. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when, right. when, when you did, when, it, it, when you did the outlaw 100, where you, you were already signed up for Bigfoot, right? I or where, were you? So. Well, I, it came out, we found out on September the 30th of last year, what the lottery, I think that's when they announced okay. the lottery at the yep. end of September. Okay. So I believe I w- already knew. And so it was the yeah. stepping stone. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what was the, what was the draw that you, 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 you doing these tough hundreds and you're like, all right, I'm stepping it up. I want to run a 200 and then to pick the two hundreds because you were familiar with Tahoe, you still picked Bigfoot. What, what, what was the draw? Oh man. I've, I've had just the dream of running in the Cascades. I mean, it's so picturesque. You imagine Mount St. Helens and I'd never been up there before. And so in my mind, I'm thinking that is just one place that I'd really like to go. Mm. And so I put my name in the lottery. I talked it over with my wife. You, it's, it's some fear and trepidation because it's costing a lot of money yeah, you know, yeah. just for the registration and, you're wondering, do I have it in me to finish? You know, yeah. how do I, do I prepare for this? This is, it's so outlandish. It's kind of like, it's so outside of what, you know, aid station, aid station. Well, that could be 20 miles, you know? Yeah. So you, you think one segment of time. So you're thinking, how do I even make this work? Yeah. And, and so that's what it looked like. It was like, well, the 135 at outlaw is the, the best way to prepare. Yeah. Wow. And, and so you sign up and yeah. you're, 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 you prepping for it. And in the middle of this, you're like moving and stuff like the same year of Bigfoot, you, you move and you're changing. Yeah. Life. Yeah. Yes. And, <laughs> Unexpectedly. Uh, yes. I, and I don't know what, I don't know what pastor was thinking, you know, what about me when I said, so there's this race that I've gotten into. <laughs> I've already paid for and I have no idea what was going through his mind, but he's like, well, all right. Yeah. We'll you, see after doing, the race, hopefully you're doing what did you pray about this? Did you, <laughs> were you sure that was God or <laughs> yes. Right. Right. But, and so I, I went into it, you know, 30 miles a week, oh, just man. trusting, hoping. Yeah. That I had enough. So I knew it would be, I would be, it was a slow pace. I'm just taking yeah. it easy. Yeah. And, um, you know, then it gets worse, you know, as the race draws near, cause you're like, Oh, they're moving aid stations. The distances isn't, you know, like one was yeah. segments like 7,000 feet of gain, adding, you know, adding gain to it. A lot of gain. <laughs> <laughs> So those three weeks, I think leading up to there is like, oh, wow. How is this going to look? You yeah, know? <laughs> I was with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that so, yeah, Bigfoot is just, just a beautiful course. I wanted to do it. And so I thought, well, there's no better time than the present. So so I OK, I'm not a superstitious guy and I don't I, you're probably right. not either. But when we're getting out there, 
the day we got there, it was beautiful. Uh, the day after the day before the race, the smoke rolled in. Yes. We knew it was going to be record temperatures in triple digits in some areas. Yeah. It started on Friday the 13th. Yeah. The, the bus broke down on the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Did you see the moon? Tell me, did tell the listeners about the moon the first night? What did the moon look like? Oh, it was like, I mean, it was red. Just it was a blood red moon on Friday uh, the 13th. <laughs> it was beautiful. Thinking, wow, this is really weird. I was hoping for some moonlight, you know? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I just, to paint the picture, right. it was, it was like, like, if, like, wow, this is some interesting circumstances. It oh, and then the, the one, one of the buses broke down and the other one, we had to stop for a half an hour because they were, they had to put some of the road back so, on the side of the mountain so we could go across it. So all this all this stuff and started late started a half an hour late so um yeah and we're all nervous you know oh oh i'm sure you were my brother (laughs) thankfully you know the night before he said why don't you just let me drive you to the start i'm like oh people have gotten lost that way i don't know that's why we followed the buses we that's what we did so just in case you know so yeah (laughs) so he got me there plenty early but yeah i was worried like where are the buses you know yeah yeah (laughs) did they leave already was it was yeah yeah Yeah. so um so we the race starts a half an hour late. It's kind of like for us, it was kind of rushed, like hurry up, you know, get your stuff together and then take off. So I really didn't I, normally before a race, I like to get there early mill around and kind of, you know, and yes. you and I, we, we, we try, we were going to try to get together before and pray together. Yes. We ended up uh, with a group of us. We prayed together, but I didn't know where you were, but right. you know, it, it, yeah. it just, it was a frantic start. And so how did you feel? She, she, she does the thing where that if you're lost or die or, or, or get, it's your own fault. And then we take yeah. off, you know? <laughs> yes. I had no idea the meaning of that whole thing until the last night. I am like, <laughs> this is what that whole saying is about. If you die, yeah. <laughs> if you die, I'm like, yeah, it, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Okay. So, so the first day, man, we take off and, uh, you know, um, it, it, it got hot and exposed and tell me, tell me your thoughts out there, man. Yes. So, you know, it's a, it's just a slow line. I, I knew the first day probably two would just be really ultra conservative. And so, yeah, we, we took off, you're going up, you know, the Boulder fields coming. That was kind of fun. That was actually kind of fun. It was. I think a lot of people took it that way. They yeah. just took it. Uh, hey, let's just, you know, go through this together and laugh about, you know, who got off course between the next pole up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. And so, yeah, really special time. Um, I enjoyed that. And then of course the nice, I expected completely unshielded all day, but so when you got into those little areas with pine trees, yeah. And you yeah. felt the shade. Oh, what a yes. relief that yes. was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But it took its toll, didn't it? I yeah, mean, it, it did. I remember filling up. I'm trying to remember is that first aid station that we came to. I remember just filling up to the gills with water yeah. know, in me and in my pack. And yeah. I went through four liters on that second segment. Wow. I drank every drop of it. Dude, that's, yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. And, and, and it's it, the altitude is not terrible there, but it, the heat and the, it, it, and it's, you know, just smoky and yeah. 
That's uh-huh. four liters, man. That's a lot. In <laughs> yes. Of course yeah. I was, I was, I was a slower, you know, and I, I was going to be out there for a long time, Yeah, uh, but it was definitely a challenge. We got to that first silty stream and I just remember the relief of so glad I had a filtered water system. Yeah. And that, that was the other part. I mean, I, I, I was using every time there was a stream crossing I, just about, I was having to, you know, filter water and, uh, um, and some of this course, it was, and of course I didn't get it. I didn't get nearly as much as you of the course, but yeah. even, even that first, uh, you know, 60 something miles, there were some steep areas, some, this is just some really technical stuff. The climbs with ropes. Oh yes. That yeah. was incredible. Yeah. But beautiful. I mean, beautiful. beautiful but tough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you want to see the beauty, but you have to keep moving to get there. And, yeah, uh, exactly. So, how did you? Um, you 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 just kept kept plugging along. Yep. You you stayed hydrated. So, tell me about your your strategy. What were you planning as far as sleeping and nutrition? It's just how did you go into it? What was your plan? Yeah. So my plan, like like I said, it was just you know slow and steady. And when um, when the temperature drops, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to catch up. Okay. I'm going to try to move. So at yeah. night, um, I have the, I use the Kugala in mm-hmm. races yeah. and that is just such a great tool if you want to move fast at night. And yeah. so that's what I tried to do. I tried to be more motivated to move faster at night. Um, and I'd heard that, you know, it's really tough to get, um, sleep at aid stations. And so I really, did, I didn't walk in with a plan because I'd heard that a lot of people just said, you know, plan for your plan to not work out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just not going to have a plan. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, I was really hoping that, that I could just sleep alongside the trail. And I did that several times. Yeah. Um, but my brother and, um, my son, they crewed me and they did drive over 2000 miles crewing me. Wow. Yeah, it's all got got its work. That is that is a tough one to crew. My wife, even just the parts we did, she yeah, there's a lot of driving. (laughs) Yes. And so I was very thankful for my my oldest son and my brother who who did that for me. So I slept uh, in the first night. I slept for about an hour Okay, um, next to the car on on just a little pallet they made for me in the parking lot. Yeah. uh, Slept about an hour, got up. And kept going. And the next evening before night, I ended up sleeping in the car with the AC running. That was really nice. Yeah. Um, and the rest of it, you know, every other time I slept, it was in a chair. It was just a camp fold out chair. Just and pass people, out. Yeah. And that was it. And so it was always, I think the most I slept at one point is like an hour and a half. Okay. What do you think total, uh, total sleep time? about eight hours. Oh, wow. Okay. That's good. About eight hours. Nice. Refreshed pretty much the whole race. Um, yeah, there's foggy. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You don't go 200 miles in in that kind of terrain without getting some fog. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, no strategy tend to work out really good. Uh, there was one point where, it was the last night, which was my, that was my toughest night that, um, I did camp out like for like 15 minutes under a tree that it was dry under it and yeah. set my alarm I, that I used my phone, set my alarm for 15 minutes and then got up and kept going. That seemed to work pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 
Yeah. I, I, when I did the Tahoe 200, I mean, I just, I kind of discovered myself too. trail naps are awesome, you know, and get 15 minutes and you pop up and go and, and it's yes. huge. It's huge. It um, so what was the, um, so you, I mean, you got it done, you finished in a, uh, just under 105, yes. uh, 50, 105, got right. it done, man. So having done multiple hundred milers, multiple tough hundred milers, Tell me about, okay, first of all, tell me the, the first thing. Tell me, uh, what was the toughest thing about this 200-miler for you? So it would have been the going from click, click, attack, click attack to twin sisters. I heard that area steals your soul. It, it does. It, it absolutely does. It's, it's still there? It's, it's oh, still there. It, it, yes. It's, it's a scary, uh, you know, I was coming up on, you know, because, you know, the clock keeps ticking and yeah. I, I knew that, man, I wanted to sleep there at click Attack, but I knew, man, I'm going to be chasing the cutoffs Yeah, and it's a tough section. I thought I better not. So in that section, if it weren't for the guy, a GPS, I would have been way off course. I mean, wow. there's no doubt about it. I was, there was one section, you know, you're getting up on trees and that are, that have been blown over and you're walking this tree for a hundred feet, you know, and you, and so you, and you realize, Oh, on the guy app, the trail is way over there. So you eventually get off the tree and you have to go hike up to get oh, back to the man. trail. And so it was very, that was the toughest mentally night. Yeah. And at that point, a lot of people are tired and you hear a lot of, you know, a lot of different, you know, you hear the lack of sleep talking. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And so there's a lot of emotion um, mm -hmm. at that point on the trail, but um, it was tough. I got up onto the ridge line there. It was like from two to five thirty in the morning that last night, Monday night. I just got into this. You know, it started downpouring rain, mm. and I had a second layer off. So I take you know my my rain jacket off. I'm trying to get you know and my polyester you know warmth because it was getting cold now after being yeah. hot for so many days shivering and so i'm i'm dripping wet i get my uh, jacket back on i'm thinking oh wow what is this gonna do and then you're on this ridge line for miles and yeah. miles oh man and and i'm thinking you know what am i gonna do and it's just like steep drop-offs it looks like if it yeah. actually is i don't know but it's the middle <laughs> of the night yeah and and i an incredible thing happened, David. Uh, there was a, a gentleman that had gone down into Twin Sisters and had come back up. And he said, I know you. You were encouraging to me earlier in the race. And I didn't know this guy. Huh. He said, you, you really gave me some hope when, when things were down a lot of miles ago. And so I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to hear. And I'm like, oh, wow, what am I going to be told? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he said, you have to decide right now that you're going to get down into twin sisters. You're either going to probably be in a cot or you're going to be in a folding chair. You're going to set your alarm for however much time you, you can sleep. And you are going to decide right now, you're going to get up and you are going to fill up with water and you are going to get out of there and huh. you're going to finish this race. And I, I just remember that being such an inspiration to me that this gentleman just spoke what I needed to hear. Yeah. And I, I began really moving on with purpose at that point. And That's I got so awesome. 
I'm telling you that, and that's, it was such a picture of what the community that we have the privilege of being a part of. I Just love we it. We speak into each other's lives and we, yeah. you know, you, you give the, you, this is what you need to hear and yeah. go on down the road. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's great. I love that, man. You know, and, and he's, I'm sure he's, su- you know, people, everybody's suffering, but to encourage, cause we all hit the ups and downs and that's what we need to, when we're up we, we the ones that are down, let's pull them up. And I, yeah, I love that. That's so awesome. So I got down in there and I was, I was on purpose. I did sit in a sitting chair and I slept for about an hour. I woke up and I'd forgotten where I was at. (laughs) Who am I? Where am I? (laughs) And then this volunteer comes up and he says, what do you need to get going? And I just instinctively said, I need some coffee. Yeah. I need coffee. And that coffee was like magic. Oh man, that's great. And so got up and out of there and um, about 20 minutes before the cutoff to leave. Oh, wow. Wow. So, so you, uh, you got there and, and you, 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 you finished the race, man. And so, you know, the feeling when you, when you finish a hundred miler and how was this, how, how did you feel and how was it different from a hundred miler? It's probably it's probably just the scope of it, of how many people it takes, all the ham operators keeping you safe, the people that are watching the, the Gaia, making sure that you're still on course, knowing that there's like a safety net out there. That was a huge deal. Yeah. And so just appreciation, gratitude mm-hmm. was the big thing. Um, you know, for Candace, you know, however many years ago it was for her to scope out this course and to say, I think this is something that, that would help some people. Um, just a deep appreciation for my wife who allows me to get out and to run. Mm. Um, you know, it is a selfish sport. Yeah, it really is. And, um, I'm just so grateful that, that God's given me, you know, the privilege of running for Nicholas. Nicholas kept me going this whole race was thinking there's something he can't do, but he has to get up every day and deal with his malformation. Yeah. So just gratitude. Thanks for people, the people that are helped fill your, your packs, you know, the people, Hey, can you get my light flashlight out for me? Or, you know, and just everyone that you run into along the way, um, it it helps you look at your life through a different lens when, and then you, you accomplish it and people look at you like, wow, you did that. And I'm thinking, no, there's a whole community that made this possible. That's cool. And, um, and so honestly, it's, it was all of that. And yeah. Of <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. That there, there's something, uh, yeah, you, you find out a lot about yourself in, in, in all of these races, you know, and, um, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, and Paul, I just want to tell you, thank you for, for, you know, it's obvious. And the people that know you and that have raced with you, you are, you are one of those guys that, that is always an encourager. And, um, you know, uh, anytime I, if we're ever going to race together again, I'm going to be just so excited that to know that you're on the course too. And, uh, that being said, what's next? Yeah, right. (laughs) And congratulations. I, I, congratulations on doing Bigfoot. Amazing. And it was tough. And they had a huge DNF, you know, uh, for this one and you got it done brother. And so I want to congratulate you on that, man. I, I sincerely, that's awesome. Proud of you, man. <laughs> well, thank you, David. And, and, and honestly, you know, there's probably a DNF com- coming for a lot of us, you know, it's, it's, it'll be there, but yeah. you're a huge inspiration. You know, I'm following you and I'm, I'm following your podcast. You inspire a lot of us to keep doing things, 
um, that we ordinarily wouldn't do, pushing ourselves, you know, and um, hopefully inspiring the younger generations that, that, you know, there really is a wealth of life outside of a TV screen or a device. Yes. Amen, brother. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Get outside. <laughs> and tough things are great. Tough things aren't bad. Tough yes. things, hurdles, those are great things. Those, t- those trees down, that it, every tree was like, it's just another hurdle. You know, yeah. there's a lot of people that face a lot of hurdles in this life. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And we can do it together. If we just bond together, we can get through it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree hundred percent, man. And then I appreciate, I appreciate that though. Thank you. And, and that's, you know, and I think that's why I like to try to be real because we don't always succeed in, in what we're trying, but yes. I'd rather if we learn from our mistakes and we, we learn for the next time it's, you know, it becomes a tool. It becomes, it's, you know, we can use it. Yes, so. that's right, David. And and that's where, you know, a lot of this comes into, you know, the matter of faith. You have to take that step of faith to click on ultra sign up or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a step of faith, you know, knowing that there's going to be people that'll, that'll make it possible. Of course, yeah. just all of this boils down to, you know, I thank God for making the world that he made it. Yeah. And, uh, and for giving us Jesus who gives us hope to live in this world without fear yeah. And, and to be able to instill that in others. Yeah. So I, I love yeah. next race goes. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at, there is, um, I'm trying to remember it's, it's at a boy scout camp in, um, Missouri. And oh. I can't remember exactly where it's at. Is that the, um, I just saw that one. It's got a funny name. It's, um, yes. shippy. Is it shippy? Shippy. Yeah, Shippy. I just I just yes. saw that one uh, recently. That one popped up on my radar somewhere. Yeah, yeah. The Shippy One Hundred. Yeah, it's like Shippy 20, 25 mile loops, right? Yes, it is. Yep. And so that seems like a pretty interesting one, but I really want that Outlaw One Thirty Five. That's somewhere in the mix too, huh? <laughs> it's somewhere in there, and I think they're both in January. So it's got like, oh, what do you do about that? Yeah, you'll have to have to pick and choose. Well, the outlaw is one of the struggles for me with with outlaw is it's February. It's the weekend of Valentine's Day, which is also my anniversary. Oh, and yeah. so it's the beginning of February. That's always the struggle. I have to do it because because I have to talk to her about it, and I, she's like, "No," <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, I get to do a lot. I can't complain." But maybe I'm hoping one year she'll be like, "All right, go for it." You know, it's like <laughs> right. That's right, David. That's so, right. So, so outlaw one thirty five, possibly shippy. Are, yes. Do do you uh, do you anticipate at any point in the future maybe doing another two hundred or something like that? Or there there's such a big investment in financially and everything. Um, it's tough. But um, what do you think about that? And so for you know, it, it took about two weeks for me to begin feeling. I mean, my body felt great. It was my feet that really paid the price, you yeah. know, in the 200. Yeah. Um, and so the, the cost is the huge component yeah. to it. And so, you know, and, and not to mention that, but just time, time yeah. to invest because that 30 miles a week, it's about all that I can do. And so I have to stay in tip top shape with that, make that 30 miles count. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, it's plausible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know in the near future. I mean, I, I'd be having to like, is there someone that would like to invest in my money? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody listening want to like bless Paul? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So really that, and the yeah. triple would be really tough with my kids. Yeah. I, I just couldn't do the triple. Yeah. And yeah. So, 
even just uh, to consider that is huge. And so yeah. Um, yeah. you didn't take it lightly and I, I couldn't take it lightly either. But Right. Yeah. And, and, and so, well, no, that's cool, man. And, and, you know, and it's, it's kind of the thing, like right now, I don't have anything like on the calendar right now. I'm pretty settled. I'm probably going to uh, do Tahoe next year. Cause they're moving it to the summer, which works out great. Um, and I'll have my credits. I can move over. And yes. so anyway, um, and, and I'll be able to see my kids that live in California, uh, when they'll come meet. So anyway, it's going to be, it's, if it works out, it's, it's, you know, Lord willing, it is going to be great. And so yes. that's what I'm, I'm looking at, but right now I really don't have anything. I'm just kind of like enjoying, you've probably seen my Strava. I'm running a little bit. I'm working out. I'm just kind of right. just enjoying just being for a little while. <laughs> oh, you know? I'm right there with you. Yeah. Letting, letting things heal up and yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm like, I'm right with you. Like on that, um, on Brody sharp, you know, rest is an important part of the recovery. Yep. And yep. of course I need to be lifting weights too. And uh, I need to be thinking a little more along that lines to get stronger. Yep. There you go. Well, well, good, man. Well, Hey man, I know you've got stuff going on, but Paul, I appreciate you. I appreciate you uh, just being who you are. Appreciate your encouragement and just, um, and thank you so much for, for sharing, uh, your, where you've been thus far and, uh, man, just keep doing what you're doing as far as ministry, as far as, uh, being an encouragement at races. And, and man, I hope, I, I sincerely hope we get to, uh, share some miles again. Uh, you know, I, we, I, we didn't even talk about, it. we got to share at Kathy's race, the hundred miler oh. here in Owasso, but we got that to, we got to cross each other a lot because <laughs> there was yes. a lot of 10 out and backs, <laughs> but, uh, right. but that was, but anyway, and, and, just, just keep doing what you're doing, man. You're, you're, you're an awesome guy and God's using you. So I appreciate that. Thank you, David. And you keep up the work as well. You're such an, a source of people learning how to do ultras. And of course, just encouraging along the way. I, I really appreciate all the hard work that goes into this podcast. Oh, well, thank you, brother. Well, you got stuff to do in ministry. So we'll talk again soon. Okay, brother. Hey, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. All right.